think the reality is, why do you do a five-day week? Answer that. I haven't yet spoken to anybody who's answered me that question, other than my granddad did it, so I think I should, which seems to be the, at the crux of it. And what I would say is, shouldn't a business work the best hours for that business? Whether that be seven days a week, two days a week, four days a week, whatever it might be. Hello, dear listener. I'm Ben Morton, and you're listening to the Ben Morton Leadership Podcast. It's the weekly show that brings you inspiring interviews with senior leaders and genuine subject matter experts, all designed to help you be the very best leader that you can possibly be. It's my gift to you, and it's totally free. This week, we have an incredibly timely episode, if you're listening live, that is, as I'm interviewing the MD of one of the organisations in the UK's four-day working week trial that has just published its initial findings. Simon Ursel is the Managing Director and Founder of Tyler Grange, an environmental consultancy and B Corp, which he has led for 13 years, growing the company to become a market leader from startup to employing nearly 100 people in six offices across the UK. Simon's focus on emotional fitness and environmental impact is helping founders and other companies thrive, not just survive. Having led a business to achieve growth through two recessions, he fundamentally believes that change is always a good thing. He also believes in challenging the norm, being willing to do things differently and taking risks. And having interviewed Simon for this episode, it strikes me that it's this combination of traits and beliefs that led to Tyler Grange's four-day working week trial being so outstandingly successful. In this episode, you'll hear me reference an incredible lessons learned document that Simon's team shared with me ahead of the show. I really encourage you to click on the link in the show notes and grab that document right now. Honestly, it's absolute gold dust. But enough from me. Let's get straight into the good stuff. And please enjoy my conversation with Simon Ursel. Simon, a very warm welcome to the podcast. I've been looking forward to this one. But first of all, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Ben. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Just back from a break, so feeling energised, recharged, and also thinking about building a plan to do what you've recently done, which we'll come to very soon. Yeah, cool. Do it. So, Simon, jumping straight in, let me ask you, why did you decide to test the idea of a four-day working week? And for the total avoidance of doubt, because a lot of people aren't necessarily 100% clear what a four-day week is, what is a four-day yeah. week? Oh, well, a four-day I mean, that's an interesting question, isn't it? But for us, a four-day week is Fridays off. So we work Monday to Thursday. And it's exactly the same pay as if you were doing a five-day week. The formula is 100% of your pay for 80% of your time, but you have to deliver 100% of the productivity. So you've got to do the same amount of work you did in five days in four. Brilliant. That's, that's about improving productivity, right? That's not compressing yeah. five days of hours into four days in the week, is it? Absolutely correct. It's all about being better. 
and the extra day you get off and all that recharging and all the interesting things you can do with that time help you become more productive as we have discovered yeah love it so why did you decide to to, to give it a go because i think there's lots of it's something that many leaders will maybe think about business owners consider but it's quite a big bold brave move to actually uh, even even trial it so kind of what what drove that decision for you well, we try and innovate and do different things with our business. We're not a particularly financially driven organization, although we do incredibly well, um, but that really isn't our, our overall aim. And so what we're trying to do is create a business that's really um, different. Uh, we try out lots of new stuff. We, we try and do things more around uh, the well-being and happiness of our team because I believe that it's a heck of a lot easier to run a company where you've got a happy, well-motivated workforce than if you've got a, a team that are paid incredibly well to have not a great time. So we're looking at all sorts of things like that. So you look, we've got lots and lots of ideas, one of which I think it was about four years ago that we first started talking about the four-day week. I think somebody saw um, a few things around the press and thought that looked interesting. So we had a look into it and we kicked, kicked it around as an idea for, for quite a while. I think the thing that probably really tipped us over the edge said we really should give this a go was our working mums and dads. Because when we, what we noticed was that when we really looked into the numbers was that our, our working parents were doing four-day weeks often. Most of them were doing that. They were taking an extra day to, to be mum or dad and they were actually doing more in four days than the rest of the team were doing five that made us quite curious about how so we did quite a lot of work around that we then also went off and engaged loads and loads of different people talked to lots of different people about how four-day working weeks might work because a, lo a lot of companies don't necessarily do the obvious which is take friday off some companies will do 32 hours over five days some companies will do split shifts, so half the team off on Mondays, half on Fridays. Some will take a Wednesday off. Some will have flexibility around hours. So there's there's a heck of a lot of different ways. And to be honest, I think the four-day week is probably it's, it's a headline. I think the reality is, why do you do a five-day week? Answer that. I haven't yet spoken to anybody who's answered me that question other than my granddad did it, so I think I should which seems to be the, at the crux of it. And what I would say is, shouldn't a business work the best hours for that business? Whether that be seven days a week, two days a week, four days a week, whatever it might be, I think we've got this tradition of a five-day week, which is actually only 100 years old. It first started in the 1920s when George Ford brought it into the Ford Motor Company. And he didn't do it just for philanthropic reasons. He, one of the main reasons he did it was to sell more cars to his workforce so that they would drive them around on the weekends and have fun. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Um, yeah, very. And, and the seven-day week is a religious thing. So having the, having the Sabbath off as a Christian, um, that's what that was all about. So there, it, it's a construct. It's something that we have done for a long time. But I would, I would ask you why five days? nine to five and when you think about it i don't i don't think many people can answer that so i'm going to say something here that's potentially not, not that useful because i don't remember the full story but you you might well know this having looked at your research from going to a four, four day week 
I think I saw this on a TV show a couple of weeks ago, which was talking about this concept of dividing each day into three eight-hour blocks where you've got eight hours for work, eight hours of uh, sort of leisure and admin time and eight, eight hours of sleep. And people talk about that quite a lot as if it's heavily grounded in some valid reason. But that was a, a construct made up by... Um, I forget who it was, some some British guy who coined that idea, I believe, but not really based on anything at all other than 24 no. divided by three, I don't think. No, it just seemed, it just, uh, there's three things I want to do. I need to sleep, I need to have fun, and I need to work. So divide the day into three, there's your eight hours. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I couldn't tell you why we've ended up where we are. It's interesting how provoking it is, because I'm not saying to anyone, you must do a four-day week. Hmm. I've just... You know, we've we've taken our business down that road and it's worked terrifically well. We do more in four days than we did in five. That is a fact, which sounds bizarre. But when you when you look at why it's it's not, it's, we're just better. You're just better at your job when you get more time to not do your job um, and do other things and be a more well-rounded person. We did a sort of soft launch before the trial started where we made Friday sort of optional. We said, look, you might have to work on Friday, but let's try and not work on a Friday. Let's see if we can do what we, we do in the end of Thursday, but then you get Friday to work. The, because that was the weird thing. I think, well, it's not a weird thing. The, the reality is your best people in your business are going to be very, very stressed about going from five to four days. Yeah. Because they're going to be thinking, I'm working really hard. I'm really good at my job. I'm delivering. I cannot for the life of me, see how the heck I'm going to do that in four days rather than five. And they'll get very stressed because they care and they want to do their, they, they want to do their work well. Trying to make sure that they feel comfortable and safe about going to a four-day week is incredibly important because it does create a lot of stress around that. But you can. I, I, I think Parkinson's law, which has been quoted a lot on the four-day week, the any task will fill the time allotted to it. Yeah. It was actually a joke, that was. That was that, that wasn't a, that's not a serious scientific study. I think there was a comedian called Parkinson that was part of his stand-up act. But actually, it's quite real. I mean, I think it's real. I think I think tasks do tend to fill the space. If you've got four hours to do a task, you'll take four hours. If you've got half an hour, it'll take you half an hour. And I think the key thing about our four-day week is I have given the guys that work at Tyler Grange a money-can't-buy reward, the best possible reward you can have, which is time. Nobody can buy time. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Does it? It's a, it's, you can't get it back. And if, you, if you've got a young family and you're growing up and you want to be around your kids, that kind of thing, it's incredibly motivating. So when he says to them, look, you can have the day, but you gotta, you've got to work at being better at your job for the four days, they're going to do it and they're going to try really hard. How, how can you give somebody a better motivator than that? I just love the whole premise, Simon, and how, you, how I'm hearing you talk about this. It's you've got to be better, not you've got to work harder and fit it all into four days, right? It's about being better, smarter, more productive, more efficient, more effective, all of that stuff, isn't it? Rather than killing yourself on four days so you can have the the fifth, sixth and seventh off. Hell yeah. I mean, the, absolutely. You've got to be happier, actually, I think. I mean, I don't get why you'd want to run a company where you are compensating people. And there's a lot of talk about compensation around employment. Where, you know, what's your compensation for your work? It's, it's a weird word to use, isn't it, mm. when you think about it? I'm going to compensate you for coming to work in my business. 
that sounds like I'm doing damage to you or harm to you, and I'm paying you to compensate you for the harm I'm doing you of working in my in my business. And actually, we, we want to make working at Tyler Grange a fairly enriching experience. We put a lot of work into that and try and make it so that the the business is somewhere people really want to be, and they want to they want to turn up and they want to work. And we're not perfect. I mean. We, we get plenty of people that don't like working at Tyler Grange. I mean, you know, we're quite strong on our values. We know what we want to do. And some people don't like that. So so we're, we're far from perfect. It's not some sort of weird hippie nirvana where you can come along and have a lovely time. I mean, we work blooming hard and we're really good at what we do. We, we're, we're straining every sinew to get our clients what they need. It's not about easy, but happiness is about challenge and obstacles and overcoming things and feeling like you're getting somewhere and you're doing something you can't have fun all of the time you can enjoy your work you can enjoy the challenge you can enjoy the the rough and tumble of a of a day's work and all the stresses and strains that come with that um, if you're mentally prepared for it what a four-day week helps with is giving you the energy and the ability to do that for four days maintaining that over five days we've discovered is actually well, well, for our team, it seemed to be quite an impossible thing because going down to four days has meant we're doing more. So it would, it would be pretty pretty silly of me to go back to five days because we'd do less work and I'd lose money and everyone would be stressed and I'd have to spend loads of money compensating them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious to ask a little bit more about how I think you described them as your top performers maybe responded initially they felt a little bit kind of stressed and, and worried about how how they were going to be able to get everything done and, and deliver in in four and I've got loads of questions around it but sort of how long did it take for those sorts of people to a, a, adjust and get their get their head around it well they're top performers and they're bright so not long you know you'd have to ask them how they're feeling now I mean I talk to them a lot and they seem to be loving it However, it took a little bit of time for them to get their head around it initially. But what we did was we, we consulted with and spoke to them before we started the trial. So they got comfortable with it before the trial started. So they, when the trial started, they were ready to go and felt like we were prepared. And we'd, we'd already put a lot of efficiencies in place in anticipation of going down to, to four days. And once you start talking to your organization about doing a four-day week, it's not really a vehicle you can get off. You know, you're going to struggle. If you start talking to your team and say, look, we're looking at this, they're going to get excited. They're going to be wanting to do it. And you've got to be a little bit careful about that, haven't you? So you've got to have a fairly, I mean, like me, you've got to be fairly bullish and fairly keen to, to try new things out. I think your organization has to be the sort of organization that is trying new things quite a lot so that the team are fairly resilient to change. We have an in-house psychologist called Suzanne who, and Eleanor. They come in once a month and they run a clinic that the guys can go and see. And they also do, they run courses for us, do a mentoring course that they run. They do a uh, emotional fitness course that they run. And they do, a, they do a clinic where you can go along and have a chat with them. And the, the idea behind that is to help build up the emotional strength of our team. They can deal with the changes and and things like that and I think that's been a big part of how our top performers have approached this that they can see that there's something there and that it can work and they can feel the fear uh, we can all feel the fear and the, the the frightening fact that we're going to do something quite radical but feel quite excited about it rather than scared of it 
Yeah. Um, I think without that kind of support, it would have been quite challenging. So that's quite interesting. So I've been consulting for 10 years, working in HR and L&D probably for 17 now. You are only the second organisation that I've ever directly worked with or spoken to that has in-house psychologists. I'm curious, how instrumental do you think having those two with you have been to the success of, of doing what you've done? Probably the most important thing. Really? Yeah. I spoke at an HR conference not that long ago about this. Again, it's another thing that I'm now puzzled by not more organizations aren't doing it. Given all the data around mental health and, and sickness and absenteeism, Suzanne and Eleanor and our four-day week have have reduced absenteeism at Tyler Grange by over 70%. Wow. Because most absenteeism, uh, we discovered, isn't down to physical illnesses, but generally it's mental health. And that doesn't mean, you know, serious mental health issues. It's just tired, emotionally drained. I've been working for five days. I can't cope with it. Yeah. Um, you, you move on to four days. Yes, it does create pressure because you've got to deliver the same amount of work in four days. And that can feel quite hard at times. Um, it's not always easy. Um, well, it's never easy, actually. It's a challenging thing to do. But the, that kind of support with, with understanding mental health and uh, becoming emotionally fit, as Suzanne calls it, um, has been pretty transformational for our business. And I would encourage anybody listening to this to look into it because it's dealt with so many HR issues. We don't have the HR issues we used to have. We just don't, we just don't see the, the, the same issues we were having before we engaged with, with Suzanne. Um, we, we discovered her through pro sport, by the way. She's, a, she's working high-performance athletes, talking to them which there is actually i mean I, it's a bit of a um, cliche these days isn't it the link between high performance sport and high performance business but the, that sort of stressful environment and performing under pressure there are a lot of similarities and um, bringing somebody in like that has has really helped us yeah hey quick one for you i want to make sure that you know about my 10 for 10 leadership program it's an online program that's totally free it's bite-sized and it covers some of the most common leadership topics and challenges that I frequently get asked about. It's also a course that gets consistently great feedback. You can find out more by heading to the online courses page of my website at ben-morton.com. But get in early because there aren't many of them around and yeah. they're going to be in high demand. Yeah. The other question I was curious to ask when we were talking about some of your high performers did you feel the need to, and then did you have to put in place any, I don't know, processes, systems to prevent some of those from secretly working a five-day week still or a four-and-a-half-day week, or did you just leave it to, like, if that's what they want to do, hey, that's that, that's down to you? Because I guess there's always that that temptation for some people, isn't there? Like, I'll just... I'll just log on, just yeah. do a few hours on a, on a Friday morning. No, no one will know. I'll, I'll schedule the emails to go on Monday so the boss doesn't know. Sure. So that happens. Um, funnily enough, Suzanne, our psychologist, she said to me before the trial, she said, if you work on a Friday, everyone's going to know. And everybody else will start working on a Friday as well, and it won't work. So you can't work on a Friday. And I was giving her the usual sort of, yeah, 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 of course, Suzanne. No, I definitely <laughs> won't work. She goes, I know you'll think I know what you're thinking right now, Simon, and you definitely are thinking that you're going to work because I've, I'm a founder. I, you, you tend to get all in, don't you? And I was 
working seven days quite a lot of the time. I mean, I learned the hard way, by the way, that you shouldn't work seven days a week. I ended up in hospital with a brain hemorrhage in 2014 because of that. So I, I know what working seven days a week will do to you if you really go for it in the way I was too much. Um, so, you know, I, I understand that you shouldn't do quite that much amount of work. Right? Yeah. So um, she said to me, don't do it. And um, so I don't. I mean, I actually I started playing quite a bit of golf on Friday morning because I have to switch my phone off. I can't really think about work too much because I'm trying to concentrate on being terrible at golf. And uh, I'm out in the countryside and walking around. It's quite nice. But it's um, I wasn't really playing very much golf before this four-day week. But it is actually quite important to do that. And because I think the, the founders, the guys at the top of the business are demonstrably, obviously not working, it does mean that those who are sneaking in a bit of work is something that they're doing less and less of. But I know, I know it's going on. I mean, it'd be fairly foolish to think it wasn't. And uh, sometimes we'll get a client phone up and they need something on a Friday and we will accommodate that. Um, the guys will do that just like we used to prior to the four day week at the weekends. We occasionally would do a bit of work, but it's really rare. We've got an emergency phone line, which is manned by the um, by the director. So only the guys right at the top of the business. And that was deliberate. It's because if a client phones up, then we'll take ownership of it and sort it out for them. I've been on that. So I, we do it in a shift. So I do a morning on a Friday occasionally, like once every couple of months. I've never had a call, not one, which I thought was, I thought we were going to get loads, to be honest. I really did. It's amazing. But we just did because because what we've tried to do is make make Fridays feel like a real deadline. De sorry, Thursdays feel like a real deadline day where we have to deliver everything and make sure the clients know what's going on, know what's happening. And I think this is why our productivity has gone up so much is because we're communicating so much better. The comms between the team, between our clients, between our suppliers, right across the business has just gone up hugely. Because we've got to get on point with that on a Thursday, because otherwise you're going to get phoned on Friday. I think I tend to agree, having looked at a few of the the sort of research pieces and case studies around that, and just almost from knowing what I know and a little bit of gut feel and logic. I think mean, if you know you've only got four days, it does force you to prioritise better, to to plan better, to communicate clearer, because you know that there you've got less time and scope to deal with all, all the queries and problems you might create by by not doing any of that, right? It, it it's well, yeah. kind of seems I mean, like fairly commonsensical stuff. It's it's bloody obvious, isn't it? I mean, it, I mean, I found it. I mean, and now, like I say, I just think it's weird working five days. I, I'm I'm now questioning. I go, why? Why do we work five days? It doesn't make any sense. It's not. Yeah. It, it productivity is not impacted. It doesn't. You don't do more. Everyone's knackered Friday afternoon. How many organizations out there on Friday afternoon, if they genuinely thought about it, unless they're completely kidding themselves, are doing a great deal. If they're a Monday to Friday organization, Friday afternoons is going to be fairly lightweight. I'm yeah. pretty confident. Yeah, yeah. There won't be many that are really full on on a Friday. There, there's obviously exceptions to that. Um, and I accept that a four-day week is not the the change every business should make. But what I would say is, why are you sticking with convention? Think about it. Try and think about it in a different way. Are there other ways of working that gives your gives your employees, gives your team more time and allows them to have a more fulfilling life 
which means when they're at work, they're going to be way better at it. Yeah. That's I think that's the crux. It's not about a four-day week for me. It's about thinking about the way we work differently so that we can absolutely nail our working day when we're there. Because genuinely, and this is, I, I know people don't really believe this. I think they think it's a line. Monday mornings, when I come into the office now on Monday mornings, everybody's excited to be in. And that was not the case before. Hmm. But Monday morning, now you've had three days off. Frankly, you've got a bit bored. And you're like, right, come on then, let's get out there and let's do, let's do something hard. Let's do something difficult. Um, the, the work we do is quite challenging and they want to get stuck into it because it's, that, that's the kind of person that we have in our team. Um, they they want to do difficult things. It's good fun. I love it. The, the other thing tell. that really, yeah, it does absolutely shine through in, in spades. The other thing I was really curious is to explore with you, Simon, which came from the sort of press release briefing document that um your pr person or agency said sent me ahead of ahead of recording which i must say like 120 podcasts in now i get sent like loads of those sort of documents that hands down far and away is the best most interesting thing i've ever read as a result of doing this podcast it's just i will tell karen because she is astonishing you know that's an interesting story so karen winstanley i hope she doesn't mind me name plugging her works for for a PR agency called Toast. She told me that she was thinking, oh, I don't want to be in PR anymore. I've had enough. But actually, this whole four-day week thing and working with us has really got her back into it, and she's been so great at it. We're doing a a thing with the BBC, and um, Emma Simpson from the BBC said to me, she's the best PR person I have ever worked with. So you're the second person in a week that's told me that. Which is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, very cool. So I don't know if that document is something that we can make available and share with with listeners. I mean, anyone who's considering going to a four day work week, that what you've produced there or what she produced for you, just yeah. feels like the the blueprint or essential reading if you're going to think about doing this. Um, you can definitely share it, a hundred percent share it. You need to do it after tomorrow because I think there's an embargo on it with the BBC till tomorrow. But anyway, this goes out this goes out in a few weeks, doesn't it? So that's fine. It does, um, yeah. yeah. share it. What I would say is I would add a note of caution in there. You know, you've got to do your work and you've got to make sure that, that a Friday, a four-day week is right for you. Um, and go for it. It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I love Thursday now. I love Monday and I love Thursday. Monday, I'm, I'm far up and wanting to get on it. And then Thursday, I'm thinking, great. It's the weekend. I've got three days and I've, I can do loads of things. Um, one of the wonderful things about Fridays is nobody else, everybody else is at work. So if you want to go and do something, it's great because there's, no, there's, no like, there's, there's no queue, it's cheaper. Um, a lot of the guys do their life admin on Fridays um, as well. So they'll, they'll get all that done so they can have fun Saturday and Sunday without having to do all the boring stuff. Although we do insist that everybody at Tiger Games has to volunteer. Uh, interesting. You have, you have to volunteer. You cannot work at Tyler Grange and not volunteer. It's, we don't put a time on it. It can be five minutes. We're kind of, we would encourage you to do more if that's all it was. But every month we used to, before the, when we had a five day week, we would give, uh, we, we had a day a month paid for our team to volunteer. They did loads of interesting things. And we were very sad that that was going to go with the four day week, but we could not fit that in. That was just too much. But what we now say is, yes, you can have a four-day week, but you have to volunteer. And that means you've got to give up some of your time for other people. And if you don't want to do that, 
there are 99.99% of other businesses won't make you volunteer, so you can go and work there. But we make you volunteer. You have to volunteer. I volunteer. I work for a mindfulness um, organization called Mindful Peak Performance love it. who help young carers, mainly in London. Brilliant, brilliant love organization. It. I love them. So back to Karen and her amazing briefing document she sent. The bit that yeah. initially really surprised me and I couldn't quite get my head around and then as again started to reflect on it made perfect sense you said in there that there were some people in the organization that just didn't did not want to want to do it and you in the end you helped those people move on and find employment elsewhere right yeah that still happens now so it's funny it takes you about we reckon about three months to get the hang of a four-day week right so a new starter will come in and they will feel guilt and weird on a Friday. The guilt guilt is a really strong emotion that you're going to feel on a four-day week on a Friday morning. You'll wake up and you'll be thinking, because you've been doing it your whole career. Yeah. And you'll wake up on a Friday morning and think, I should be at work. Yeah. I should be. There's, there's like this almost like this sort of awful feeling of sense of doom that you're going to get into trouble. So they'll be. it'll take you about three months to get into the swing of it. I don't know because I haven't really spoken to anybody. I, I will do actually. Now, now, now it's, it's just, got, I'm going to phone a few up. We still stay in, we're, we're good friends still with people that have left and have a chat with them, how they found going back to five days and whether that's been a challenge or whether they found it quite easy. But some of the guys, they want to do a five day week. And I think if you've got a sort of, I don't know, you, you've got this sort of almost huge thirst to work every minute of every day. And I would encourage people not to do that, given my background. Yeah, but if you've sure. got that huge thirst, and I think I probably would have been a bit like this in my 20s, I wanted to work every day. I wanted to wake up and work. That's what I wanted to do. Um, so if you have that massive drive in your life, I think a four-day week, because we don't want you to work on a Friday, we'll tell you off if you work on a Friday. We'll ask you not to. We won't stop you, but we'll ask you not to and try and understand why you're doing it, because we know it will affect your productivity. But some people want to work five days, six days, and as we say, Everybody else is doing it. Go and work there. I mean, you know, you don't have to work at Tyler Grange. Yeah. Our appraisal system is called dream catching. It's a bit of a wishy-washy title, isn't it? But it's a genuine initiative to try and find out what people really want to do with their lives. And then we help them do it. And we don't think that Tyler Grange is your career. There's, there, I don't think anyone's going to come to Tyler Grange and spend their whole career at Tyler Grange. And if they do, cool. But I don't, that's not what we're expecting. Yeah. So while they're here, we want them to have a great time. So we want them to be really honest about what they want to do, and then we support them to do it. So we've had a couple of people that have become teachers, and we've helped them do that. One's a primary school teacher. One's a geography teacher. And genuinely, I would love my kids to be sought by them because they're so cool. And it's really lovely that we've been able to have them at Tyler Graves. They were brilliant while they were here, help them become teachers, and now they're amazing teachers. So that's just one example. There's lots of examples like that at Tyler Graves where people have come in worked with us for a bit decided that actually didn't want to work with us they want to go and do something else or they had another ambition they wanted to fulfill and then we've supported them to go off and do that um, again this is about having people who want to come to work and if they feel that you are supporting them to do what they really want to do then they really want to come to work and it's easy to run the business simon one final question before i ask you a few of our regular quickfire questions cool you spoke a few minutes ago about that guilt that you feel on a Friday, being a really strong emotion. And you said yep. your, your gut feel is that for most people, it takes about three, three months to, yep. to, to reconcile that, if that's the right word. 
What about you personally as a as a founder? Was that the, the same for you? Was it more or was it less? I still feel it a bit sometimes. I mean, how many months are in now? Sort of seven, eight months in, yeah. I mean, I still on a Friday, I'm like, yeah. But to be honest, I fill it with other stuff. So, you know, I'm doing other enriching things, volunteering, playing golf badly, and uh, hanging out with my family, those kinds of things. So, yeah, I think I think the trick is to is to use that drive and ambition to improve yourself and yeah, um, become a better person as well as just working. So, yeah, I still feel it. It's not easy. But as Suzanne said to me, don't do it. If you do it, it's going to make the whole thing very, very hard to, to be successful because everyone will copy you. Yeah, I think she's spot on. I think she's spot on. Simon, a few quick fire questions for you to to finish up today. What would you say is one book that has had the biggest impact upon you? Or maybe to answer the question a slightly different way, uh, what is one book that you find yourself frequently recommending to other people? Well, the the one at the moment, I mean, I, I love reading books, but um, Stolen Focus by Johan Hari, you read that? I've not, but I've heard of it. It's cropped up a few times in conversations. Uh, it's it's changed the way I think about technology. Cool. It is, it is sensational as a book, and it's really, it's informed. I'm no longer on a lot of social media because of it, uh, and actually for that, uh, I'm very grateful for that because it's definitely helped me. I don't know if you're familiar with the term in sport of bit of playing heads up. Yeah. Of being aware of your surroundings. That's kind of how I like to think about it. I'm a bit more heads up. Now I'm not heads down on a phone looking at, I don't know, cat videos or whatever it is that ends up on the internet. So yeah, Johan Hari's Stolen Focus is a, is a sensational book. I'd I'd encourage anyone to read it and not be affected by it as well. It's brilliant. Brilliantly written. And then other than your mobile phone, what is one item that if it were lost, stolen or, or broken, you'd immediately find yourself going out to replace? I mean, this is a really tough one. I mean, genuinely, I'm not that material a person. So there aren't many things that I would go out and replace. I mean, it's probably a ring that uh, reminds me of my dad. Ah, nice. So Very a sentimental nice. thing. Yeah. Um, but in terms of objects, businessy type objects, now nah, I'm not really into that, to be honest. Yeah, I'm the same actually. I lost lost my dad pretty much a, a year ago to to the day. I've now got the ring that he wore on his right ring finger, which was yeah. his his dad's wedding ring. So it's kind of third third generation now. Like it's it's irreplaceable, but that's the one that I'd be be gutted if I lost that now. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, same as me. Yeah, cool. And Simon, final question. What do you think are three really important traits for leaders right now in the world we all find ourselves living, working and leading in? Um, I mean, it's hard not to be cliched with this, isn't it? I think I, I was thinking, God, it sounds a bit cliched, but I well, think cliches probably... are cliches because they're so often founded in well, so much true, truth, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. So I guess the, the big one for me is enjoyment. Is, is having fun. I mean, I think if you're a leader and you're not enjoying it and you're not trying to help other people enjoy it, what are you doing? Stop it. Um, <laughs> so right. Because, you know, if you're not doing that, I think, you you know, you're, you're I don't know, you're going to have to compensate people, aren't you? So, yeah, try and, try and enjoy it. I think that's the, I mean, I do, uh, I'm doing a bit of non-execing and that's one of the things I try and I think is really successful with leaders I've worked with is uh trying to try and enjoy it 
don't get you know if you're really stressed and it's hard you know work really hard to make it less stressful and less hard for goodness sake so that that's the biggest one um honesty is i mean everyone's got to talk about honesty just you know don't tell lies uh, not cool and don't try and hide things and don't you know don't don't pretend you're all right when you're not honesty breeds honesty you know you, you want your employees to be honest they won't be unless you are so yeah honesty is absolutely massive for me and then the third one i think is courage you know do risky things yeah your, your business won't survive unless it changes and that takes a bit of courage i think at times you've got to sometimes you've got to you've got to walk off the cliff haven't you and just go you know what i'm not completely sure but i'm pretty confident so i'm going to go um and you know most most leaders would say they failed plenty of times I think that's what that's all about, is having the courage to to fail. Simon, I think courage is a fantastic place to to bring this conversation to, to a close. I think it takes bags of courage to even trial a, a four-day work, working week. And it's just been such a fascinating conversation for, for me. I know it'll be the same for, for listeners, just learning about some of your experience and the insights and what you've done to, to make this work. But like the main takeaway for me is just the... The, the energy that comes across in in you when I hear you hear you talking about it, it's right. like if, if if that's not an endorsement to give it a go, right? I I don't know what is. So thank you so much for for your time. We'll make sure we find a way to to share that lessons learned document with with listeners because that is absolute gold dust you've got in there. So thank you so much. No worries. Great to speak to you. So, folks, I would love to know what you thought of this episode, as it's one of my absolute favourites, and I shouldn't say that, for two reasons. Firstly, for the energy and passion that comes from Simon, and secondly, for the very practical insights that he shared with us in the interview. And do remember, you can get that full Lessons Learned document we referenced by clicking on the link in the show notes. And finally, before you go, can I ask you to do just one thing for me, please, that will take no more than three minutes, five at the very most. Please, can you rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening? It really does make a huge difference. And without the reviews, we won't be able to keep the show going. Do please also share the link to the show with your friends, with your colleagues and on your social media channels so more and more people can learn from the amazing guests that I'm interviewing for you. That's it for this episode though, folks. Until next time, look after yourself, look after those you've got the privilege and responsibility to lead and as always, lead on. Lead on.